Hello, friends, and welcome back to the 300 to Life podcast. I am Leah, also known as at 300 to Life on Instagram. And today I was going to talk about, or am going to talk about, getting started um, on your weight loss journey. So I know a lot of you who listen to me have already started your weight loss journey, and this may mean nothing to you guys. Um, but I, even though I've been on my journey for several months now, um, I still benefit from hearing other people's, um, how they started and, and all that. So I just thought I would put this out there. And because I do get a lot of questions, my wife and I get a lot of questions when we go to the gym, people who will just recognize that we've been there for a while. Um, people will ask questions, uh, people that we see in person and even friends of ours will often ask questions, so I just thought I would put this out there. Also, please note that I am not a coach. I'm not a professional. I am just a chunky girl trying to lose weight, and this is how I did it. (laughs) So I'm just going to go over a few steps that I did to start my journey, and um, yeah. So I would say that the very first thing that you would need to do is very important is to make the commitment to yourself. You have to make the commitment to yourself that you are going to um, do good in this journey, that you're ready to do this. Because if you're if you're not 100% committed, I mean, you're more than likely to fail. It, and that's just, that's the truth of it. It may sound ugly, but that's the truth of it. Um, I also don't believe that there's a right time to start. Um, I think that I know for me, there's always something going on in life that is, you know, that takes precedence over other things. And, you know, they may be temporary things, but they're things going on in the world, (coughs) in your world, that you know, your everyday life that you may think you can't start because of that. And um, I just want to put this out there is that there's no quote unquote right time to start. You just got to start. Stop making excuses. Stop trying to plan ahead. And if you ask Daryl Perry, he He would probably laugh at what I just said about stop planning ahead and just do it already because I drug my feet so hard and so long to start create, to start my podcast. He had told me multiple times, just do it, just do it. And my response to him was always, oh, well, I got to plan it out. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to plan it. And I still now, even though this is what my, I guess, fourth pod fourth I think episode um and I'm I still like have to plan ahead like I I have to know what I'm going to talk about before I get on here and start rambling because if not it'll just be a whole chaotic mess Um, no joke just we all know I have ADD it's just that's just how I talk I, I I'm all over the place so I have to be a little organized before I start this or else it would be really chaotic So, like I said, I don't believe there's a right time to start. You just got to start. Don't wait for Monday. Don't wait for the beginning of the month. Don't wait for the beginning of the year. Just start already. Like, if, what better time, you know, if you don't do it now, when are you going to do it? 
So that would be my, my first suggestion is just start and make that commitment to yourself. Uh, the next thing I would say would be to start small. Um, I know in the past I would overwhelm myself with, okay, starting Monday, I'm going to meal prep. I'm going to eat this many calories a day. I'm going to drink this much water, and I'm going to go to the gym every day. I mean, believe it or not, those were goals that I actually set. Like, I'm going to do this. This is what I'm going to do, and nobody can tell me different. Well, if you start off that way, it's very overwhelming. You get discouraged. Um... You don't want to automatically overwhelm yourself with like calorie counting, exercise, water, and meal plan goals. Just take your time and see what's right for you. Um, not, not only that, like there's so many ways of eating. There's so many different I get t- types of eating. So like keto, intermittent fasting, plant-based, Weight Watchers, Paleo, Whole Thirty. You know, um, there's several different ways of of eating. Um, in my opinion, it all boils down to calories in and calories out. So how many are you eating and how many are you burning? I believe that everybody has a different approach to their weight loss. Whatever your approach may be, we all have similar goals, um, you know, to lose weight, to gain muscle, whatever it is in the fitness community, you know, everybody has some similar goals. How you get there is all up to you. You know, everybody's different. Whereas somebody may enjoy Weight Watchers, somebody else may not want to track their food. Uh, you know, somebody may love fasting and somebody else may, you know, I have to eat every two hours. So, I mean, it, everybody's different. <clears throat> Excuse me. Everybody's different. So, you know, you kind of got to go based off of how you feel and what what you enjoy. If you start intermittent fasting and you absolutely hate it, I mean, what sense does that make? You know, don't do a, a, a eating plan that isn't right for you or isn't something that you feel comfortable doing. Make sure you research, you know, before you start. If you're going to do the keto diet, research the hell out of that. Make sure that you, you know, <clears throat> that that's something that you definitely are going to enjoy. I do calorie counting. That's what I do. I don't count carbs. I don't count. Excuse me. I'm so sorry. I'm dealing with allergies. This weather has brought some crap in and um, my body is not liking it. So anyway, um, so I just do, I use my fitness pal. That's a tool that I use and I count my calories. My fitness pal is amazing. You can scan your items. If it's something that has a barcode, you can look up generic items. I mean, there's so much you can do on MyFitnessPal. I love it. And um, there's other apps out there. I don't know the names of them, but I'm, there's, there's several. I've, I've heard different ones. I just can't remember them at the moment. But MyFitnessPal has been amazing to me. Um, it's a free app. You can pay. I think it's $9.99. You can pay to get more information about your carbs and your protein and, and things like that. So, but yeah, I don't, I do watch my protein. That's the only other thing that I watch. And that's just because I am on a plant-based, um, I do plant-based eating and so, or vegan eating. So I do make sure that I get my protein. Um, cause you know, you always hear, well, where do you get your protein from? Which I think is a bunch of bullshit, but that's beside the point. 
so <clears throat> yeah, so I track my calories. How many am I, how many are going in? How many are coming out? So I'm now, I guess in March, March will be a year. Yeah. So next month I'll be on my journey for a year. Um, I, and I didn't count calories right away, but, um, I started shortly after that. I, the end of March or April, I guess, is when I started actually counting the calories. So, and I did that for months and I was losing weight, like at a great rate. I was very happy. Um, and then I ran into a quote unquote plateau because I, I don't feel like I was actually in a plateau. I, I honestly think I was just fucking myself, um, not being honest with myself. And I had stopped, um, I had stopped recording my calories and I think not seeing those visibly looking at how many calories I was eating, I wasn't realizing how many I was eating. I guess I thought I could eyeball it and I'd be all right, but I just wasn't being honest with myself. So that's a whole nother episode there. Um, but then, uh, next thing I would say is to make sure you take your measurements and lots and lots of photos. I can't express to you how much I think like you really should take photos. Um, I only have a few, and it's just simply because I did not like the way I looked at that point. I, I, I didn't. I, I didn't want pictures of myself at that point. I have a few that are maybe from the waist up. So it's very hard when I'm doing Transformation Tuesday, and I don't have anything to compare it to because the only one photo I have of myself, like I don't want to keep using that one. So I can't express enough. Make sure you take your photos. Um, you're going to want them. You're going to want to look back on them. And they help a lot when you want to see where you've come, um, how far you've come there. It's a very nice reminder. Um, I wish I had more. I have some. I, I don't have very many, but I have some. But, uh, yeah, I wish I would have taken more. I take more now because I am, I'm only halfway to my goal. So I know, well, I don't want to say only, but I still have a ways to go. Um, so I can take some now and then it'll, you know, you'll still see results. Once I hit my goal weight, it'll still be a big difference, but I just wish I would have taken more in the beginning. So take lots of pictures, guys. Um, also take your measurements. Um, I measure um, bust or chest, bust, waist, hips, arms, and thighs. I measure them and go back and measure like every, I don't know. So my wife and I started this um, Mari Llewellyn workout and we love it. We just finished the first guide. She does gym guides. So she basically tells you what to do in the gym in these guides. And it's a day by day. Like it, it's really, really good. If you want any of the information, let me know and I'll, I'll get you the information for it because it's an awesome program and it is not expensive. I'm a, we are cheap. We are not going to spend a lot of money on, you know, we're already paying for our gym and we know we can do this on our own. We don't need, you know, we don't need this. Um, we don't need like a trainer or anything like that. We've got this. So, but when it comes to the workouts, it was so nice to have like a fresh look on the gym. We would go in there, we would do some cardio, and then we would do arms or legs. We didn't really focus on back, shoulders, things like that. I mean, they were incorporated in the arms and legs, arm and leg day, but they weren't, there was no focus on them, I guess you could say. 
And with these gym guides, it's, it's a lot of free weights um, and not very many machines. And I like that because it's more, I, I don't like, I like it a lot. Um, I felt like I was just in the same routine every day. Like every other day I was doing the same thing. If I was doing legs, I did the same leg exercises every time. If it was arm day, I did the same arm exercises every time, the same machines over and over again. And it just got to the point where I was bored. I, I loved it at first and then I was bored. Um, and I just felt like it wasn't challenging enough. So we got the gym guides. Um, they are, if I'm not mistaken, they're 12 weeks. I believe they're 12 weeks long. Each, each guide is 12 weeks long. So it's a 12-week workout, and it's different stuff. I mean, you're going to have repeats of some things, but it, it's different. Like, the groups are different. So, <clears throat> excuse me. And um, we've loved it. We just finished this last week. We just finished the first one. And I lost a total of, I believe, eight and a half inches. I only had a five-pound difference, I believe. But that was, again, when I was going through where I wasn't counting. I wasn't being very responsible. Uh, But once I picked that up, you know, I, I started losing again. So my weight didn't change as much. But my inches, like I went down eight and a half inches just doing the first guide. We were, we just started the second one on Sunday. So this will be our second day. The very first one we started um, on like week three, I believe, just because we had already been going to the gym and the things that she had us doing in the first three weeks, we had already been doing. So we just started at week three. So we didn't do a full 12 weeks. So Anyway, uh, but we just finished that, and that was a lot of fun. And now we're, we've started the second one, and it's, I mean, the first day of it was awesome. So it's a little more challenging than the first set, I believe, or than the first guide, I believe. But we'll see. We're only going to be on the second day, and we'll be doing that today or tomorrow. So take your measurements, because when the scale is not being your friend, which happens often, um, you still want to see, and that's why you should take your photos, too, so that you can put them next to each other later and see, like, you may go three months and be like, hey, I want to see where I've come, okay? So I've only lost 15, 20 pounds, but I want to see physically where where I've come. So I would make sure you take lots of pictures. I can't, like, express that enough. (laughs) Take lots of pictures. Um, And take your measurements. You're going to want to look back on that stuff. And then I would say start creating habits. So in my opinion, one or two habits at a time. So setting like small goals, like either a water goal, calorie goal, workout goal, whatever, but set them to something that it's unobtainable for yourself so that you can actually beat or surpass that goal. So let's say you want to drink you want to drink 50 ounces of water. So I have this water bottle that's 18 ounces. I believe it's 18 ounces. So my goal is to drink three of those a day. I set that. I I really want to drink four. So I set my goal at three ounces a day. I'm sorry, three bottles a day. That way, when I hit that three, I've hit my goal, but I probably am going to drink more than that. If I drink more than that, well, that's just fucking awesome. That's icing on the cake, but I hit my three. You know, that just set goals that are obtainable. 
that you can surpass, not something that if you hit three, you're barely making it, you know? Um, that's just a water example. Um, but, you know, set a calorie goal and watch your calories for, you know, for a certain amount of time and then set a goal for that. And um, I'm saying I'm a lot. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I'm really trying to think of all these different things. So, yeah, so start, start creating your habits one or two at a time. I wouldn't do, you know, so, I wouldn't do so many at a time to where you're overwhelmed. Again, like I said earlier, you don't want to be overwhelmed. It sets you up for failure, and I've been there so many times. That's why I feel like this journey has been a lot better. I mean, when I've dieted before, it hadn't lasted longer than two or three months. I think the longest I stayed on a weight loss, I guess, journey or whatever was probably about three months. And that was with Weight Watchers. And I did really well, but I was going with a couple of friends. And when they dropped off, I dropped off. It was like, okay, it's no longer fun. I'm doing this by myself, so I'm not going to do it. And... You know, if that's the case, you've just got to move past that. You've just got to be like, all right, they're not doing it. That doesn't have to affect me. Um, I used to let it affect me all the time, <clears throat> all the time. And yeah, when they stopped going, I stopped going. And uh, you know, and that's not on them. That's on me. That's that's my decision. That was just me, you know, being a whiny ass, not wanting to do things on my own. So again, I would set something obtainable something that you can actually beat, a goal that you can go past what you've set. Um, another, another thing would be, this is so, I, I can't, I cannot express how important this is. Don't become a victim of the scale. The scale is an asshole. The scale is an asshole, guys. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've gotten on the scale and I'm disappointed. I either didn't lose or I gained a pound or two. And I would get down on myself. This was in the beginning of my journey. I'd get down on myself. Like, man, I did everything right. What's going on here? Well, you know, I'm, I'm pushing myself. I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing and nothing's moving. Well, the whole time, again, this was in the beginning before I actually learned, you know, to stop, stop worrying about the scale so much is I would see things, you know, my clothes were bigger, I felt leaner, and, but the scale wasn't moving, and I was just really letting that get to me, but you've got to, got to, got to not, God, just don't become a victim of the scale, it's, I feel like that's just a tool, I don't feel like that's something that should define your weight loss, um, I, I don't, that's not something that it, it's going to go up and down. You're going to have water retention. You're going to your salt intake, things like that. All that's going to come into play. It's going to be a factor in the number on the scale, and you can't control that. But you can control your calories, your workout, your water. Those are things you can control. I suggest you focus on the things that you can control and let everything else come into play. You know, stepping on that scale can be disappointing at times. So you want to make sure that you're looking at everything else. That's where the pictures come in and the measurements come in because you may have a bad day on the scale and 
you can go back and look at a picture. I, I can't tell you how many times this has happened to me, and that's why I point these things out. Is because I've been there, and I know that feeling when I step on the scale and I'm up a couple pounds, and I'm just like, well, what the hell did I do? There's no way that overnight or in a couple days I gained two pounds of fat. It's got to be water, water weight, you know, salt intake. There's different things that can cause the scale to go, you know, to vary. But I know I didn't gain two pounds of fat. So that does make me feel a little better, but it took me time to get there. That's why I suggest this now, because I didn't know that at the point, at that point, I just thought, well, shit, I gained two pounds. You know, what did I do wrong? And then I start thinking back on everything I did that week. And I just, I was a victim of the scale. So I just suggest that you don't, I mean, there's people that go months or like a month without weighing or, and then there's people that weigh every single day. I don't think I could weigh every day just because I think it would just irritate me, but I know people use it as a, as a guide to see and to, to actually learn your body. Um, a girl that I really enjoy talking to, I really like following her. Her name is Ashton. She's a fat girl getting healthy. 23 and she's awesome she weighs she weighs every single day but she's so she's very consistent with it she weighs she posts it every day whether it goes up down whatever she's consistent with it she does an amazing job she does it to learn her body and she knows you know hey I ate salt so I'm gonna be up but she knows this she knows this because she's weighing every day and she's learned her body and what what causes it to go up and down. I think that's awesome. I don't think I could weigh every day. I think it would just annoy me. But I see why people do. I mean, I, I see why people actually weigh every day. And it makes sense because it is a tool. And, and you can learn your body and what causes your weight to go up and down. I think it's an awesome tool. I just, um, I just choose to do it once a week. But I say once a week, I'm lying. Because I'll get on there like in the middle of the week just to see just because I'm curious, or I'll get on it at the gym, but the gym is like four pounds different than my, uh, the gym scale is like four pounds different than my scale at home, so I have to take that in, a, in account and kind of adjust it from there, but, so that's kind of irritating, because I, I, when I see it on the scale there, it, it's kind of discouraging, because I'm like, well, I just weighed two days ago, and I was four pounds down, that's because it's a different scale, so that's another thing I would say, is make sure you're weighing on the same scale each time, um, for your weekly weigh-in or, or however often you're doing it. So um, the next thing that I would say is this is a this is a tough one. So anytime I'm going to have, and I, I don't like this word, but I also, I, okay, cheat meal. So I wish you could see me. I've got some air quotes. So cheat meal I don't like that because I'm not cheating. I'm allowing myself to take in something that I enjoy. So I believe in incorporating treats with your quote-unquote diet. Um, but your food intake, I, the moment that you sit there and say, I'm not going to have sugar, I'm not going to have soda, I'm not going to have this. I mean, I don't drink soda, but that's just a... An example, the moment you sit there and say, I cannot have this anymore, or I will not have this anymore, that's when you want it. And that's when people start to fail and 
you know, you regress and go backwards. And then you're disappointed. You're disappointed. So what I do, again, this is just me, I incorporate my, my, um, my, I guess, and I don't like the word treats either. I'm not a dog, so I don't like the word treat, but I, I don't like the word cheat because I'm not cheating on anything either. So basically, I allow myself to have what I want, but within reason, my portion size is definitely different than it used to be, and this is very, very, very important. I make sure it fits within my calorie goal. If it doesn't fit within my calorie goal, I'm not going to eat it. I'll, I'll wait till the next day or when I have extra calories. So if I know I'm going to go somewhere and I'm going to go out to a restaurant or whatever, I like to plan my, let's say indulgence. <laughs> I'll, I'll plan my indulgence so that I've already allotted the calories for it. So if I know I'm going to go somewhere and we're going to have a dessert, which this is a very, very rare occasion. No, let me use a real, let me use a real example here. So a couple of weeks ago, um, my wife and I went to, um, there's this group here called the Wandering Vegan, and they have events like once a month, and they'll have them at, you know, one of the, the vegan spots downtown. I know that that food that I'm going to eat there, although it's vegan and or plant-based, it's still either fried or it's got sugar. Um, I mean, because there's so many people that come out there and they sell their baked goods. There's so many bakeries that come out there. They sell kolaches, donuts, cupcakes, uh, gosh, like everything you can think of. And I know that it's not something that's quote-unquote bad, but it's something that... I wouldn't eat on a daily basis. So I'm indulging in that in that item. I know I'm going to have... So when we went a couple weeks ago, I was really, really good all week. I stayed within my calorie goal. You know, I, I didn't go over. and But I didn't have any indulgence, indulgences and during that time. I waited until the weekend when I knew I was going to have something that was probably fried in oil or, you know, had sugars in it or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, because I, I don't really have sweets. The sweets I normally have are my smoothies, and I don't feel like that's, that's not, I'm not really indulging in that, although they are amazing. But I don't feel like I'm cheating or, <clears throat> excuse me, or having a treat. You know, I don't, I don't feel like that. I just feel like that's just part of my everyday, and I'm trying to get my protein. Um, I try to hit my protein goal every day, so, and I have a protein shake as my dessert. So <clears throat> anyway, I was really good during that week, and then whenever we went to the, um, the event, I, w I didn't feel so bad about eating, like, queso, like some vegan queso with chips, even though their chips are made fresh, they're deep-fried, they're greasy but I don't eat that on a daily basis so it was okay it's okay for me I will allow myself to have that but I like to plan ahead because I like for my calories to be in order that's just me being anal retentive because I, I just don't like things to be out of order so that's the OCDME that I talked about last time 
So I try to plan ahead. Sometimes that's not always possible. Sometimes you're going to go to a friend's house and they're going to offer you something and, you know, you're going to have it. it. And that's okay. That's totally, totally okay. It doesn't mean that you can't have it. This is just me. This is how I am. And because I have, <clears throat> because I have the OCD, I, I'm just very, like my, my app has to be in order and, and things like that. So that's just my personal issue. And it ain't fun. I can guarantee you that it is not fun. Sometimes it sucks. But it keeps me in check and it keeps my, my shit organized for the most part. Um, another thing that I do is if I'm going to go out somewhere, I look at the menu online before we actually get there so that I'm not making a last minute decision that is a decision that I normally that is a choice from the menu that I would not normally make if that makes any sense. So um, like the other night, we very rarely go out, hardly ever go out, but uh, which is a huge change since last year because, I mean, we used to have fast food. We would have go to a buffet like we ate out. And of course, you know, it, it saves a ton of money not going out, but we do spend more. And that, that's another thing I hate hearing. Oh, well, it's too expensive. Think about all the food that you eat when you're you know, you get fast food on your way home from work or for lunch or for breakfast or your Starbucks or whatever. You're spending money on that, but you could be saving that money and using it towards fresh produce that's going to help you cut weight and it's going to help you, <clears throat> excuse me, to stay on track. You're saving a lot of money there. So I, I hate hearing that excuse, but anyway. <clears throat> So I'll look at the menu. So the other day we had, on Sunday, we had Olive Garden. Well, I'm sitting here thinking, what the hell am I going to eat at Olive Garden? I can't have cheese. This is Italian food. It's going to have lots of cheese. It's going to have cream in the pasta sauce. Like, what the hell am I going to eat from Olive Garden? Well, we had gift cards from Christmas, so um, <clears throat> we got it to go. Uh, we, ordered, we called it in and ordered it and did the curbside service because... There, I was able to find, they have about four or five things on the menu. So all their pasta is actually vegan pasta. They're not made with egg. Um, and their marinara sauce obviously doesn't have, you know, anything, dairy or anything like that in there. So I was able to get a meal. Um, there, some of their soups, well, I think just one of them actually is, is a vegan uh, it, it's the minestrone soup. I was able to get that in a salad, breadsticks, and then my wife and I shared an entree. Um, their dressing, their Italian dressing has, uh, I don't think it's milk. I think it has Parmesan cheese in it, if I'm not mistaken. It's not vegan anyway. Um, it may have egg. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, that's not important. Here we go with the rambling. So anyway, so I we ordered it to go because I wanted to put my dress, my own dressing on, and I have zesty Italian dressing at home. It's less calories, and it's vegan, so I don't have to worry about that. So I was able to put my own dressing on it. I wouldn't have been able to do that if we went to the restaurant. I mean, I guess I could have taken my own dressing in there, but anyway. And so I planned ahead. I looked ahead on the menu because we were going to go, but then we were like, ah, oh, no, let's just get it and bring it home. So 
I look ahead. I look ahead. If I'm going to go out to eat I, and I know where we're going, I will look ahead on the menu and see what options they have for vegan food. Even if I wasn't vegan, even before I was vegan, <clears throat> excuse me, I would plan my meals ahead if I were going to go out because if you go online, most of the time you can find the nutritional information, whereas the printed uh, menus at the restaurant, you don't always have it. It's awesome if they do. Don't get me wrong. Like There are some that do, and it's awesome if they do. I think everywhere should have that. I think that that should be mandatory. But I'll tell you, going to these vegan pop-ups that I go to, they don't ever have the calorie information. I don't think I've ever been given the, the nutritional information on, on anything. But they're like small, you know, mom-and-pop bakeries and stuff like that. And on those days, I know that I am not going to be able to count them. I just make sure that the rest of the days I'm well-behaved and on track so that when I do have that stuff, I'm not worried you know, and I don't get too much. It's like I might get one treat or something, and usually the wife and I end up splitting it. So it's not like I'm indulging and, you know, eating all these donuts or whatever. I want to, but I, I you know, I can contain myself. But getting around, going to those pop-ups and stuff, it's very, it's tempting because all this stuff looks amazing. But um, anyway, so that's something I do. I always plan ahead so I can look at the calorie information. I know what I'm going to order when I get there so that I don't look at the menu. I will even just not look at the menu, knowing, knowing what I'm going to get already. Because if I look at the menu, I may change my mind, and then it may be a different, and I, just, I didn't plan for it. So that's just something that I do, a little tool that I do, is planning ahead. So... Um, and the other thing, I, you know, I've already touched on is to make sure that you work your treats into your calories. Don't, like, don't deprive yourself of something. If it's something that you want, just moderation is key. Just have it. Have what you want. Don't tell yourself, I can't have this, I can't have that. Um, and I know I do because I eat uh, plant-based or vegan. That's just a personal choice that I made. Um, and that's a way of eating. That's not saying I can't have this or can't have that, I can't have a donut. Well, I can. I just have to get it from the right place. So I, I don't, and I make sweet treats at home. I, you know, I, I do stuff like that. Uh, but sometimes when I do make things at home, I end up eating more than I should. So I try to stay away from that or I just don't have it at all because sometimes your girl can't contain herself. But I work on it. I try the next thing that I would say, um, which I kind of already touched on, is to track your food in MyFitnessPal or whatever app you choose. What I suggest is before you even start with your calorie goal um, is to, first of all, just track your calories for a couple days see what you're eating. Like before you start making this change, before, you know, you set a calorie goal, before you even look at your BMR, like just track your calories. You would be shocked to see how many calories that you're eating because you're not thinking about it. Like, obviously that's why we go on this journey is to, you know, make changes, but it's just interesting to see how many calories you're eating before you start your journey versus when you do look up your 
you know, your BMR. So and here's a good tool. And if you need the information, again, message me. I will get it to you as soon as I can. But there's a T as in Tom, D as in dog, E, Edward, Edward, TDEE calculator. You go um, on Google and type in TDEE calculator and answer all the questions and answer those questions as honestly as possible. Like, seriously, answer them honestly. If, if you don't work out, don't put on there that you work out. Like, all you're going to do is fuck yourself. So don't put that on. Don't change that. Don't alter that. Make, like, be very honest with it and, and tell it, you know, if I don't work out, I don't work out. And that will give you the calories that you need to maintain your weight. Then you're going to take that and go into a deficit. So you're going to take away. So once you get your BMR, you're going to take away 500 to 750 calories. Or some people go up to 1,000 calories. I think mine is at 900. I'm at a 900 deficit. Um, You want to make sure that it's sustainable, though. You don't want to just say, okay, I'm going to do... A thousand calorie deficit, and I'm going to bam, 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 lose all this weight. Well, that's true. You're going to lose the weight, but are you going to be able to, to keep that up? Realistically, are you going to be able to keep that up? The more you move, the more you need to eat. So, um, whereas when I first started, I was in a good deficit, but I wasn't moving. I seriously was walking, and that was it. To me, it wasn't working out. I wasn't being like, you know, active, I guess. But now I actually get to eat more calories because I work out four to five times a week. So that makes a huge difference. And always, always like adjust your, you know, when you're losing weight, you want to adjust your calories as well, because when you drop weight, you're going to, your calories are going to go, you know, they're going to change as well as if you start working out more. So you get a gym membership and you start going three to four days a week. Well, you already put in the system that you weren't working out, go change that. You'll get more calories because your body's going to need those calories. You don't want to starve yourself and go into starvation mode and then have, you know, weight gain. I did that as well. That's a, that was a hard lesson learned is I wasn't eating enough. I wasn't hungry and I, I wasn't, so I would, I would eat when I was hungry, but I wasn't eating enough calories. And so my body was in starvation mode, even though I wasn't feeling physically hungry your body needs so many calories to function and to, you know, throughout the day you need a certain amount of calories. And I wasn't eating those and I ended up gaining weight. So that's something you've got to watch out for. Don't feel like, oh, well, I don't, I don't need to eat this many calories. I'm just going to eat, you know, I'm going to eat less or whatever. You've, you've got to make sure you're eating enough calories. That's a hard lesson I learned. Um, but yeah, tracking your food is, it's right there in front of you and it gives you a totally different outlook on your food. I'm, I'm not even joking. So when you start putting your calories in there and you see, oh, well, I spent 400 calories on this meal. Well, here I did 800 calories. It puts this, it puts the whole calorie counting and everything in perspective for you. And you'll realize, you know, you'll realize the difference between what you were eating and what you're eating now and how many calories you were eating, you know, prior to being on your journey or counting your calories. Um, I know for me it was, it was drastic. It was like, 
total 360 from how I eat today. I ate so poorly, it's not even funny. It's kind of disgusting. But anyway, so <clears throat> tracking your food in my fitness pal is something I highly recommend. Um, another thing, which I just touched on a little bit, is to get moving. Like, get a gym membership. Walk around your you know, your neighborhood, your apartment complex, take classes, get a personal trainer, whatever works for you. Try different things though. I mean, we've tried different things. I have not done the same thing since we started. Like I said in previous episodes is I started by walking 6,000 steps a day. Like that was my, that was my exercise, 6,000 steps a day. And I made sure I hit that goal every day. And then I moved it up gradually as I was physically able to do so. And uh, it was was months before I got a gym membership. So, um, yeah, it was three or four months before before we got a gym membership. And um, once I did... You know, then I adjusted my calories accordingly. But yeah, it was a while before. So, I mean, just walking, like getting up and moving, moving more than you already do is doing something. Like, you may not feel like it is. Walking a mile at night, walk, like, walk around your neighborhood, walk on a treadmill, go to the gym, take a spin class, take a yoga class, like anything, anything to get you moving more than you were before or more than you currently do makes a huge difference. Um, And I didn't, so I didn't track, like, uh, when I first started working out, I didn't really track my calories, my calories burned. Um, I just kind of went into the gym and did my thing, like, whatever I could do, I would do. I would walk on the treadmill as long as I could. I would set little goals for myself. Um, I set a goal for myself when I very, when I first started the gym, my, I would walk on the treadmill when I first started, it took me 35 minutes to walk a mile, a little over a mile, like 1.25, not much over. So, um, and it was just this little route we would take that was kind of around our, our complex was we would take this little route and it took 35 minutes. And so I was determined to get that cut in half. So I started walking on the treadmill. I would jog a little bit. I would walk a little faster in increments. I, it's not like I got on there and was like, oh, I'm going to cut this in half today. It took me a good while, like a couple, three weeks, four weeks maybe, to get my mile time half of what it was when I started. But it was such a good feeling. And it was nice to have a goal set in place for when I was at the gym. Um. So yeah, I, I would get on there and then I had a, a, an elliptical goal where I just wanted to hit the elliptical for 30 minutes because the elliptical was hard for me. I struggled with it. We were not friends for the longest time, but we've since um, made a connection and we're good. But I, and I haven't been on it in a while, so I say that, but I don't even know what I could do now. So, but I, lately my cardio has been the stairs. I mean, that's what I've been doing. So I'm trying to get more cardio in since we started this uh, weight training type 
or this, uh, the gym guy with the weights and the weight training and stuff, I haven't done as much cardio as I'd like to. And I, I'm, that is my goal this month is to get back into doing more cardio. And, um, so I've been working on that, but my, like lately it's been the stairs. So I'll get on the stairs for anywhere between 15 to 20 minutes. I think I hit 20 minutes once. No, I've only done up to 18 minutes. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I, so I, I've done that. I, I, I want to go back to doing like the bike and the elliptical, some more treadmill. The treadmill kind of hurts my feet sometimes. So that one's usually my last resort, but, um, I am doing a 5k in April, so I kind of need to get my ass on the treadmill. And, um, that's probably what I'll be doing here soon. Anyway, here goes the sidebars. So, um, yeah, just get moving, get moving, like just get up and move a couple blocks, something like that. Even like, even something small is, is more than you would think it is. Um, another thing I would say is to always be prepared. I feel like that's one thing that I'm really, really I guess you could say passionate about is I feel like I do so much better when I have things prepared, when I have things planned. Um, and I may do some tweaking here and there, not may I do. Uh, but I sit down, excuse me. I sit down, um, Friday or Saturday usually, um, and I will meal plan for the next week. So from Sunday to Saturday, I'll meal plan all of the meals um, that we're going to have between that time. And I will get suggestions from my family and ask them, is there anything you want this week? Um, The most popular answer in this house is orange chicken. I get that every single time I ask, and I got so burned out on it that I'm like, yeah, we'll have that every once in a while. So, um, and Trader Joe's and Gardein have really good vegan orange chicken options. So that's what I'll have. Uh, And then the kids, well, the boys will have a mixture of the regular chicken and the vegan chicken. They like both of them, so... Anyway, uh, but so I'll ask them, like, is there anything you want? And I take suggestions and, you know, I'll usually stick them in there somewhere. And then I'll plan like a vegetable night where it's like just vegetables. But I usually give the kids like a, um, like a Boca patty or that brand corn, um, like, like a little chicken patty or whatever, a vegan chicken patty, but um, they're getting better at eating their vegetables. Really, the only one that gives me a hard time, and she's been really good at it, is the little one. She's actually been doing really good. So she's come a long way, and I'm super proud of her. So I would say being prepared. So then, so I plan meals. Then on Sunday after the gym, Sunday morning after the gym, <clears throat> I go grocery shopping and get everything for that week for the for the meals everything that i need and then there's staples that we get we get the same repeats every week we get uh for our fruit and veggie snacks so we sit down on sunday 
you know, we'll do meal prep. Um, I don't meal prep dinners. I meal prep lunches. So, but I usually, because I, I don't work, so I usually will do the meals for dinner. I usually will cook them during the day or what I can, stuff that can be prepared earlier than when you're actually, you know, when you're about to eat it. I will prepare that so that when my wife gets off um, and the kids are home, we can go to the gym and be done and be back early enough to have dinner, showers, you know, and all that good stuff. So I'll usually cook, you know, and I'm just, I'm lucky in that aspect where I I have the ability to do that. I'm very thankful for that. Um, But I know not everybody has that. And so meal prepping for dinner is awesome also. I think that's something I would do if I were working outside of the home is I would probably do some type of meal prep, even if you're just cooking like the main part of it and you do your sides that evening or whatever. But I do, uh, I do lunch prep. So I do lunch prep for myself, my wife, and my middle son. Um, my daughter, her lunch stuff is pretty simple. She does peanut butter and jelly with um, usually some skinny pop popcorn and strawberries and blueberries. That's usually what she takes for lunch. And so that's really easy to throw together in the morning. And I'll do a, a lunch prep for us for the week. It's usually like a pasta dish or taco bowls have been really popular lately. If you see my feed, I love taco taco stuff. So we'll have like rice, beans. Um, I use a Trader Joe beefless ground and... Um, throw some corn and some lettuce in there and have a taco bowl it's very easy it's something I can prep and get out of the containers throughout the week and it's nice and easy um, sometimes I do like this Caesar pasta and uh, or like an Italian pasta so I do different things but um, I kind of lack in the creativity for lunch prep <laughs> I'm like trying to find new things but um, I don't mind eating the same thing, and neither do they, so it's not that big of a deal, but I do need to find different things to make for lunch prep. Um, So I will lunch prep on Sunday, and then we'll snack prep as well. So we make baggies of strawberries, blueberries, grapes, carrots, snack peas, and broccoli. Those are my wife's, though. She takes those to work. Um, nobody else usually eats those. I have to have ranch if I'm eating that kind of stuff. And for some reason, the Just Brand Ranch has not been on the shelves lately. They're temporarily out of stock, like everywhere or everywhere here. And so I won't eat that stuff without ranch. And then the ranch to me is too many calories. So then I'm like, mm, do I really want to spend that much on it? Not really. So <clears throat> anyway, so I'll, I will snack prep. Uh, and meal prep on Sundays that way it's done for the week and we just do it all all over again on Sunday so um, I feel like being prepared has made me successful because just deciding what we're gonna have you know for breakfast is enough of a challenge I mean there's five of us so yeah I feel like being prepared has made a huge difference the snack preparation and me being able to to uh, meal 
or to prepare dinner you know prior to going to the gym so that when we come to the gym it's just something that can be reheated or you know I may just have to make a couple things so you know I feel like that has been huge I think that has made a huge huge difference I'm much more likely to eat fruit if it's already cleaned and in a bag ready to go versus leaving a bag of grapes in there that have to be rinsed, you know, when you pull them out. Um, I know my kids will eat them if, you know, it's more convenient for them to go in the fridge and just grab a bag of the fruit. It's so much more convenient. And we'll have different fruits, um, you know, usually in the summer or well, in the summertime. It's, you know, you've got more options. There's more, I don't know, I feel like there's like pineapple and watermelon, things like that, that are not as good at this time of year. So anyway, now I'm just rambling about food. So <clears throat> the only other thing I would say is to just understand that this is a journey. It's a process. There is no secret to weight loss. It's not going to happen overnight. There's no pill. There's no shake, no wrap. None of that shit is, is <laughs> there's no secret to it. It's just, it's hard work and dedication. I mean, you've got to be very patient the process takes a while so like I said I'm going on my I'm going on my I guess year anniversary next month for being on this journey and I've lost now I don't even remember how much I think I've almost hit 90 pounds I may have hit 90 pounds no anyway that's irrelevant right now uh so it does. It does take time. It's not something that's going to happen overnight. You definitely have to trust the process. Um, as long as you're eating on target and you're moving your body and you're getting your water in, don't fret about the scale. I mean, the scale, is, it's, it's a tool. It's simply that, just a tool. As long as you're doing everything right, you're, you're doing everything, you know, as planned and you're eating within your calorie <clears throat> your calorie goal and you're getting your water in and you're moving your butt then you know everything should be golden there but you know there's going to be times where like I had that plateau and for the longest time I wanted to say it was a plateau but then I you know feel like it was just me not being totally honest so I started tracking again and <clears throat> excuse me you know, getting back to basics, I guess you could say, is I got back to basics. And so you've got to just be patient. You've got to be patient. And the other last thing is I feel like, you know, some people may think this is stupid. Some people may think it's awesome, but be kind to yourself. You've got to be kind to yourself. Don't don't talk down to yourself or on yourself. Positive affirmations go a long way. Um, and for the longest time, I thought that was the most ridiculous thing. Like, really, I'm going to sit here and pep talk myself? No, I'm not doing that. But it goes a long way. It definitely makes a difference. I feel better when I've got the positive attitude of, look, girl, you've got this shit. You're going to go to the gym. You're going to knock it out. And you're going to be fine. You're going to step on this scale and no matter what it says, you're going to be fine. Everything is fine. You're doing what you're supposed to. 
you know, I used to get really upset if I didn't hit my water. If I went over my calories by not kidding, there was one day in the beginning where I went over by four and I was just like so disappointed in myself. Four calories. I went over by four calories and I was down on myself. And I've learned, you know, as long as I'm within, you've got to give yourself a margin of, of calories. Don't just say, if I eat more than 1,500 calories, you know, it just all goes to, what, hell in a handbasket? I don't know. what. It's just all ruined after that, and that's not the case. Like, now I can go over by 100, and I'm still like, it's cool. I'm, I'm within my in my range. So I'm still with it. I still have a deficit basically. So as long as you're still eating at a deficit, you're going to lose. I mean, it's just, that's science right there. It's just calories in calories out. So yeah, I, I think that giving yourself positive affirmations or you don't even have to look in the mirror and talk to yourself, but you know, be kind to your body. You get one body in this life. And I feel like I mistreated mine for so long and I'm like trying to make up for, for all that. Um, I mean, my body has been through hell. So I, uh, I'm trying like hell to treat my body right now and making sure that I'm taking steps to move forward excuse me, and to take care of my body. Um, But yeah, I I think that's it. I just, those are just a few things that I feel like have made me personally successful this time versus the 52 other times I tried, you know. Um, Tried different diets, like fad diets and pills and shakes and wraps and you know all that shit that you don't need and I feel like this is why it's been different is because of the things I just mentioned the things I just went over I feel like this you know doing it this way has been what has made me be successful this time around versus all the other times I tried so I just wanted to put that out there and share how I got started and and uh, things that have worked for me. So I hope that this was helpful to somebody. And I will talk to you guys later. Thank you so much for listening.